This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Michelle Chang coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. The KMT announces its nominees for the Legislative Speaker and Deputy Speaker positions. President-elect Lai Qingde's Appreciation Party's first stop is Kaohsiung City. And the Taoyuan Pilots Union have voted to strike, which may affect Lunar New Year travelers. But first, today's top story. The opposition Kuomintang, or KMT, on Monday has decided to formally nominate legislator-elect Han Guoyu and legislator Johnny Chang for the legislative speaker and deputy speaker positions, respectively. KMT Chairman Eric Chu, who issued a resolution after the KMT held a meeting on Monday for new legislators, said that the Han Chang nomination received unanimous support from all the KMT legislators. He also thanked legislator-elect Fu Guanji for being willing to support and work with Han and Chang. Fu, who was originally interested in running for the position of legislative speaker, gracefully withdrew his candidacy to support the KMT party's nominees. DPP caucus convener Ke Jianming already stated the intent of the ruling party DPP last Saturday to re-elect incumbent speaker Yeo Su-kun and deputy speaker Tsai Ji-chang for another term. During the recent January 13 elections, none of the political parties secured the 57 seats required for a majority in the legislature. The KMT won 52 seats, the ruling party DPP has 51, TPP won 8 seats, with the last two seats going to independents. The legislator's first session will be officially held on February 1st of 2024. President-elect Lai Qingde of the Democratic Progressive Party has launched a Taiwan-wide appreciation celebration starting Monday with the first stop in Kaohsiung. Lai, Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Jimai, and DPP legislators went to Zuoying Yuandi Temple to burn incense and thank the gods. In a speech, Lai said that the vote rate in Zuoying District was 71 percent. He expressed his sincere appreciation to the locals for their firm support in the election. Lai promised that he will fulfill three major missions in the future, protect the country and defend the constitutional system, develop the economy while taking care of everyone's jobs, and vigorously build the city together with his eight Kaohsiung legislators and city mayor to drive the economic development of southern Taiwan. In addition, in response to the expected construction of the third TSMC factory in Kaohsiung, the president-elect said that job opportunities are coming. He emphasized that TSMC will also drive other companies to invest in Kaohsiung which will propel further development. Lai invited his supporters to go north to attend his inauguration ceremony and participate in this historical moment together. He will be heading to Pindong County next to continue to express his gratitude for the votes he received. The legal right to strike against Eva Air has been confirmed, according to the Taoyuan Union of Pilot, or TUP, vote count on Monday. Of nearly 1,400 union members, 900 were for the strike, with 10 against. The TUP is seeking to improve labor conditions to solve the loss and shortage of manpower, a 20% salary increase, an increase in outstation allowances, and a ban on illegal recruitment of foreign pilots through outside intermediaries. The union states that it may strike over the Lunar New Year holidays at the earliest, though it will give a notice of at least 24 hours to lessen the impact on any passengers on the affected flights. 37% of all EVA Air pilots voted for the strike, 75% of whom belong to the long-haul fleet that flies to and from major terminals in the United States, Canada, and Europe. 
If the strike occurs, travelers from major North American and European cities are likely to be affected. In response to the TUP's possible strike actions during the Spring Festival, EVA Air has established an emergency contingency team that takes inventory of manpower, flight scheduling, and passenger movement to ensure the operation of major routes. EVA Air issued a press release on Monday stating its regrets that this result still occurred despite the company's efforts to communicate and negotiate with the union. The airline calls on the union to prioritize the rights and interests of passengers as they continue to conduct negotiations. The Central Weather Administration, or CWA, issued a cold surge advisory on Monday reminding the public to take precautions to stay warm, especially in the coming days. An orange color warning was issued for areas covering Zhanghua County extending north to Jilong City, Hualien County in the east, and the outlying islands of Jinmen and Lianjiang County. Orange signals temperature lows of around 10 degrees but includes the possibility of ground temperatures lower than 6 degrees. According to the CWA, temperatures will drop significantly Monday night to early Tuesday morning, with the impact of the cold wave felt most on Tuesday through early Wednesday. The lowest temperatures in the outlying islands may drop to as low as 6 degrees in Jinmen and 4 degrees in Mazu, respectively. Predicted temperatures in the central part of the island going north, including Yilan, will range from 7 to 9 degrees, with temperatures possibly dropping to as low as 6 degrees. CWA said that the cold surge is due to the effects of moisture coming in from the south of China, but expects temperatures to gradually increase from late Wednesday onwards. To echo the government's green energy policy, the Ministry of Defense has installed solar panels on 141 military bases. However, the military's shift towards renewable energy is raising some tactical concerns from the public. As climate change continues to be an important issue to almost every country's national security, the Defense Ministry is doing its share to make Taiwan more energy resilient. By setting the goal to install solar panels on 141 military bases this year, the military is aiming to generate 185 megawatts of electricity by the end of 2024. But with the new military installation spotted at the Marine Corps Command in Kaohsiung, many are concerned that the reflective brightness of the solar panels will expose the military's strategic locations, especially where the tanks are parked. In response to the concerns, the Defense Ministry says that the solar panels are not installed specifically on the rooftop of the tank depots. Military spokesperson Sun Lifang adds that most of the solar panels are installed on the buildings where preparation trainings are held, and that the tanks are usually scattered around Taiwan rather than underneath one rooftop. Experts from the ministry's think tank Peter Su also said that the fixed locations of these bases have always been public knowledge, so putting solar panels on the rooftops of these buildings shouldn't make them more of a target than they already are. Iris Xu, RTI News. The Transportation Ministry's Maritime and Port Bureau held the Asian Archipelago Cruise Alliance, or AACA, launch ceremony on Monday morning. Taiwan, the Philippines, South Korea and Japan jointly marketed Asian island tourism to seven internationally renowned cruise operators, including possible features, highlights and itineraries. The AACA was organized last year with a letter of intent signed by the Taiwan Maritime and Port Bureau, the Philippines Maritime Industry Authority, and the Korea International Cruise Institute in the hope of attracting international cruise ships to use Asian islands as berthing destinations. Although Japan has not signed the letter of intent, it has stated its willingness to promote together with the other agencies. Transportation Deputy Minister Lin Guoxian pointed out at the event that the recovery of the global cruise market is accelerating, 
with the number of global passengers possibly reaching 35.7 million in 2024, an increase of 13.3 percent from 2023. He says that there will also be more exploratory small and medium-sized cruise ships and that Asia is rich in island tourism resources. Lin adds that Taiwan is located in the center of the island chains in Asia and can connect international island-hopping cruises running from the northeast to the southeast. He says that if tourists can stay in Taiwan for some time, they can gain an in-depth understanding of the unique country. January is the last month of the lunar calendar, which is one of the most important times of the year. During this busy period, many households, offices, and temples will enact rituals to stir up a favorable mood for the Lunar New Year ahead. One classic example of this is the pasting of new auspicious red paper couplets on either side of and across the top of the main doorway. Such inscriptions are usually four to eight characters in length, although they can entail any number of characters and are intended to embody the wishes of the family, business, or organization. Traditionally, they express sentiments of happiness, harmony, wealth, longevity, prosperity, strength, merit, and protection, as well as other hopes and desires. Some of the most popular expressions include phrases like nian nian fa cai, which means to attain wealth every year, and sui sui ping an, which translates as passing the years peacefully. Regardless of their specific content, these scrolls tend to be written in black or gold calligraphy and do not contain figural images. In addition, parallel couplets must use an identical number of characters and be constant in composition, syntax, and structure. Another general rule is that the decorations are left up until the next new year to convey people's good wishes, rather than taken down after the holidays. Reading between the lines, although these strips of paper teach different virtues, their underlying message is the same, to encourage culture and learning. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm Michelle Chang. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.